Hello, friends. This is Nathan Powell. I co-host a brand new podcast called Dynasty Double Take with Dan Sanyo. We join the DLF family of podcasts with unique Dynasty arguments in a short 10 to 12 minute format. Dan and I love to debate Dynasty, and we hope you enjoy our banter as we discuss topics like trade offers, coaching, draft capital, and much, much more. You're listening to the DLF Dynasty Podcast, where there is no off-season. Welcome to another edition of the DLF Dynasty Podcast. I'm Dan Myler. With me again this week, Ryan McDowell, and welcoming back Matt Price, who was on hiatus, I guess, a week ago when it was just Ryan and myself on the podcast. Matt, uh, didn't sound like you've caught the podcast just yet, but we called it a priceless episode. Thoughts? <laughs> one of my one of my favorite players back in the day was Peerless Price for one season, so I'll take that. That's great. Okay, all right. This week, uh, last week, of course, we talked about veterans that we are buying. This week, we're gonna spread the spread things out just a little bit more and do a buy sell and hold for every AFC team. We'll uh we did this last year. Matt was our host as we did it and we we took it as an opportunity to look at the top 3 players by ADP on each roster in the NFL and it really gives us a chance to talk about a lot of players in an hour or so. So that's what we're going to do this week. We're going to start with the AFC, and next week we'll transfer over to the other conference, the NFC. So without further ado, let's just jump right into the AFC East, guys. Matt, since you were missing last week, missing in action, I guess, we're gonna, we'll throw it right to you. We're going to start with the Patriots, running back Sony Michelle, 39th overall according to DLF ADP. And Keel Harry is 41, and Julian Edelman comes in third among Patriots in ADP at 61. So who's your buy, who's your sell, and who's your hold? I think I'm going to sell Sony here. I just, I'm afraid of Damian Williams, or sorry, Damian Harris. Uh, The knee is scary. He didn't catch really catch any passes last year. I just, I have a bad feeling about him. Uh, I'm definitely buying the Keel Harry uh, at his price. And I think it's dipped a little bit. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, but it seems like he is not really the 101 overall in, in most rookie drafts these days, at least according to MFL. Um, so I like that price on him. And Edelman, I just don't think you can get that 61 overall price tag for him. I, th- I think that is kind of high in terms of, of, of drafting him in a startup draft. But if in, in trade value, like I, I mean, you're really getting more than like a late second, early third for him. So if I'm a contender and, and I, I really think Edelman's going to have a lot of opportunity this year. So I think he would be my hold. Yeah, I totally agree as far as your your categories of those players. Looking at Harry and that that ADP of 41, uh, even with just an average season, we can expect him to gain quite a bit of value, I think. I looked back at some of the other recent rookie receivers, and of course we have examples of, of both jumps and declines in ADP, but DJ Moore went from 27 overall to 15 overall. I'm sorry, we're looking at wide receiver. So wide receiver 27 to wide receiver 15. Calvin Ridley went from wide receiver 32 to wide receiver 20. So we've seen some nice jumps uh, in the past couple of years. I think Harry 
being ev even further down in ADP currently could could climb should climb as well and uh, agree on Edelman's trade value as well. I, I don't think um, I don't think you're going to get what our ADP says you might in trade and and also even if you do want to sell him, he's a veteran, so wait until the season. Right and and really if you're a contender, Julian Edelman is the kind of player you want in your lineup, especially if you're slotting him in there as your wide receiver three or flex play or something like that, which is really the price you're paying to get him or probably paid to get him over the last couple of years. Let's move on to the Miami Dolphins, fellas. Ryan, we can start with you on this one. Kenya Drake comes in at 82 overall, Mike Gusecki at 148, and Drake's backup, Kalen Balaj, is the third highest Dolphin in our ADP. He's at 155. So who's your buy? Who's your sell and who's your hold in Miami? It's it's no surprise with some of the moves that the Dolphins have made this offseason, but it's it's tough to get excited about any of these guys. I would be buying Gasecki. We we saw a a rough rookie season from him, but that's pretty typical for those young tight ends. So he would be my buy for sure of this group. I'm certainly not excited about either one of these running backs. I don't I don't think either are the long term starter there in Miami. Uh, so I would be selling Drake simply because he has more value right now. If there's still somebody who believes in him as a weekly fantasy starter, that's who I would be seeking out. Uh, hopefully getting a uh, maybe a late first rounder is, is probably your best case there. And uh, I, I guess that makes Balazs my hold just in case he he really takes advantage of that athleticism that we've seen from him and, and can steal the job. Matt, for me, I, I completely agree with what Ryan said there. And the, the only reason really that Balaj is my hold is I'm only holding long enough for him to make some kind of impact so he can become a sell. What are your thoughts? I was going to say I'm going I'm to take the, the, the easy way out here and, and trade, go ahead and sell Balaj for like a turkey sandwich or whatever I can get for him because <laughs> I just don't see it with him. Uh, I, I, guess, I, guess he would, I guess in that scenario I would have to hold him if I'm, I'm forced to pick one of those three, but really I would just like to get rid of him, get him off my roster. And it surprises me that he is above Devontae Parker a little bit. Kalen Balaj is worth more than Devontae Parker, you guys. Um, but if I'm taking the easy way out, if, I, if I'm allowed to do that, I'm going to go ahead and buy Gasecki because I think his price is, is right now you know a lot of hype coming into last season all the athletic profile Gase obviously didn't really know how to use him um, and, and I'm hoping that changes with with the new coaching staff there and Drake I think I'm I think I'm at the point where I'm, I'm willing to buy Drake I, I, I think he was very efficient last year he caught 50 balls in that terrible offense uh, and, we, and we know how those old uh, Patriots coaches like to throw the ball to the running back so I, I'm, I'm pretty confident that Drake is gonna gonna pay off uh, at that ADP for for 2019 at least and, and maybe beyond that I mean the Next year is a little bit scary with all those new running backs coming in, uh, but I, but I kind of like him at his price now. So uh, I'm going to say uh, buy Drake. Sorry, uh, hold hold Gusecki. Buy no buy Gusecki. Hold Drake and sell or cut uh, Kalen. I, I think we we followed that, Matt. For the record, <laughs> Devontae Parker came in just seven slots behind Kalen Balaj. I doubt that really changes anybody's I, I would still rather have Parker than Balaj. Yeah, you? I, I think I, mean, I would. but it, even, it, I don't want either of them, but... It doesn't feel good to say that. <laughs> uh, let's go up north to Buffalo with the Bills, Matt. Devin Singletary is the highest uh, drafted Buffalo Bill at 113 overall. He's followed by Robert Foster at 142 and then John Brown at 153 it's hard to find a lot that you like in buffalo but if you had to choose who's your buy there 
Buy is definitely going to be Robert Foster here. I like that connection he had with uh, with uh, Josh Allen last year, and I think him and Brown are going to do a little bit of a similar thing, and Foster has that year of experience with them. So my buy is going to be Foster. My hold is going to be John Brown because I do think he's going to be productive. And it hurts me because he was one of my favorite guys before the combine and, and, and all that, but Devin Singletary, I think he's got to be my sell cause, just because I think you can get the most probably for him right now. It's pretty much where I am as well. I do like Foster to to gain some value where he is at 142 right now. I'm close to putting Singletary in that buy category as well. Not so much because I I trust him, but uh, because I do think he could he could win that job and gain some value. I think we might have a better sell opportunity for Singletary down the road. And and I agree, John Brown is the hold for me. Uh, we know about the talent. Uh, the, he's got the injury questions and, and now has some, uh, some situation uh, questions as well. Yeah, I, I went ahead and put Singletary as my hold because of that reason. Um, but I could see him being the buy of the group as well for the same reasons you mentioned there, Ryan. Interesting, Foster came in at 142, John Brown at 153. Then Zay Jones is right there at 157. So it seems like the Dynasty community is still struggling to put a put a value on these Bills receivers. We'll see if that those things iron themselves out as the preseason gets closer here this summer. Let's go to the New York Jets. Le'Veon Bell all the way up there in the first round. At 12th overall, Ryan, Robbie Anderson at 73. And then Chris Herndon comes in at 116. Your thoughts on this trio of Jets? I don't really think we should be trusting any of these guys as fantasy assets, honestly. Uh, Obviously, Bell has quite a bit of value, but sitting out a year, a new team, new situation, new head coach there for the Jets, and and we we've already got some some doubts about that that situation. So um, I'm not actively buying any of these guys. Looking at their ADP, I think Herndon is probably the the best option to buy, and we can I think we can probably expect his ADP to dip with his recent uh, suspension. So he that may be an even even easier buy situation. At 12 overall, I think Bell is an obvious sell. I, I don't think that ADP matches his trade value by any means. Uh, but but if you can get first-round value for it for him, you should definitely take it. And uh, that makes Robbie Anderson my hold. Uh, again, just kind of an up-and-down, inconsistent player. Dealt with some injuries recently. I think he's probably overvalued at 73. Certainly wouldn't be buying him, but uh, he can he can still pop and, and return some value. Uh, at least occasionally at that ADP. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with Ryan. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, I think, is an obvious sell unless you are just, you know, you're a lock stock contender. And even then, I'm not sure I want to pay that 12 overall price there. I mean, that's just really tough to stomach for a guy who's been out of football. You know, presumably that's going to help with his his longevity and, and all that, and he's going to come back healthy. But I think there's a chance that maybe it is, is, is a negative. We, we see these guys that take time off sometimes, especially ones that will skip all of training camp and they come back and they're not quite in game shape. I don't necessarily think that's the case with Bell, but I think it's a big risk to, to pay that kind of price with him so he's the obvious sell I do think Anderson I, I think I like him a little bit more than you guys uh, I think he, he showed he's he's flashed before I think he's going to build that chemistry with 
um, uh, with with Sam Darnold there and going into the second year with him. So I, I kind of like him for this year. I do I do agree with you, Ryan. That's a little bit high at seventy three. That seems a little bit steep. Um, but Herndon, I don't I don't know unless I can get him for a third rounder. I don't think I'm going to buy him. So I think he's going to be my hold. Uh, you know, I guess maybe a late second. But Tavon Wesco, I think he scares me a little bit. Um, and, and we just saw how Gase ruined the tight end with Mike Kosicki. So I'm not as confident in him. So I think I'm going to go sell. Le'Veon Bell, buy Robbie Anderson, and hold Chris Herndon. I'm gonna I'm gonna sell Bell just like the two of you did as well. I'm gonna hold Anderson, but wish I could sell because I I feel like 73 is a little bit high. And then I guess if I have to buy somebody, it's gonna be Herndon. I feel like he could make that same jump that you were talking about with Anderson, Matt. Now that he's got his second year playing with the young quarterback, and and maybe Darnold finds him as that underneath. Uh, option in that option in that offense so we are through the AFC East let's head to the AFC North Matt and we'll we'll start with the Ravens their interesting team as we have a veteran as the first Raven off the board according to ADP that's Mark Ingram at 86 then a couple of young guys with Marquise Brown at 98 and Justice Hill at 106 your thoughts on these Ravens this is the toughest one so far because I, I, I really like Ingram this year. I think he's going to be a great running back, too, with running back one weeks. Um, but it's really hard to say I want to sell these two rookies because, I mean, they're they're rookies. <laughs> and I think that both of these guys are going to increase in value. Marquise Brown obviously going to start off the season rocky uh, if he's even ready for week one. But I, I do like the talent quite a bit. Uh, the volume obviously is going to might be an issue. And then again, just like with Ingram, uh, Hill is going to be very exciting in this running running game with with Lamar Jackson running the show there. there. So uh, I, I guess I have to sell Ingram. I will buy Justice Hill and I'll hold Marquise Brown. I think just, Justice Hill is definitely the buy of this group. Uh, actually surprised he's outside of the top 100 overall. I like Marquise Brown as a sell. I think it's we're all a little concerned about that passing offense. And, and even if you believe in Brown as uh, as an athlete, as a wide receiver, I think it's fair to expect his ADP to drop a little bit, uh, especially once the season is underway. So even if you uh, if you want to buy him, I think you'll have better chances down the road. So he's my sell. That makes Mark Ingram my hold, uh, which again kind of lines up with uh, hanging on to those veterans or even buying those veterans during the off season and then uh, and then selling during the season. I'm going to agree with that. I'll, I'll call Hill my buy and Ingram my hold, leaving Brown as my sell. But I, I, I maybe paused a little bit more than some would. Ingram is nearly a buy for me because of those reasons that you mentioned, the veteran that looks like he's going to get a lot of opportunities in a run-heavy offense. That seems like something I want a piece of, particularly if I'm a contender and, and a true contender that's looking for a title run, not just a playoff contender that's that's going to have to you know hope for the best once those playoffs come around. So it's close for me, but I'll 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 give way to the rookie when it comes to choosing my buy with the Ravens. Let's go over to the Steelers guys. Ryan Juju Smith Schuster came in at number nine overall in DLF ADP. James Conner comes in at 18, and then James Washington all the way down there at 92. Which is your buy, which is your sell, and who's going to be your hold in Pittsburgh, Ryan? 
you know this already. Juju, <laughs> Juju, Juju is my buy. Nine overall. Um, it's it's tough to call any of those first rounders a buy, but I think even towards that bottom part of the first round, I think there's a little meat on the bone still. I, I would not be surprised at all if he's wide receiver one uh, in ADP. You know, by by the beginning of 2020 or or maybe even sooner. So. He's he's my buy for sure. James Conner is my sell for sure at 18 overall, and, and he's he himself has has mentioned the possibility of a committee uh, backfield there in Pittsburgh. Of course, they drafted Benny Snell. They still have Jalen Samuels, and they uh, they added one of Jalen Samuels' college coaches to the coaching staff this season. Uh, all of those are are at least small strikes against Conner. So he is my sell. And James Washington is the hold here. I'm 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 pretty similar to Ryan here. I, I do think that there is, I do think there is some value in selling Juju this year. Uh, it's going to be his first year as the true wide receiver one. I don't know if you guys saw there was an article uh, where Keenan Allen was interviewed and he talked about how you know once once he became a true wide receiver one, everything changed for him. You know he had to find different ways to get open, different coverages thrown at you, all this stuff. Uh, I mean, from a dynasty slant, obviously it's the long game and he's super young, so we want to have him. But I, I think you can get just I think you can get a boatload for him right now. So I think I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna call I'm gonna call Juju my hold. I, I I can't I can't do I can't do a sell for him because I really want to sell James Conner for all of the reasons that that Ryan mentioned. I just I, I loved him coming out, but at this price at 18 overall, uh, I, I just can't I can't can't pay that price. And if I can if I can get something for him uh, around that value of players that I like about the same as him uh, or, or even more in, in most of the cases, then I'll go ahead and sell him. And James Washington seems like the obvious hold here in this scenario. Or sorry, bye in this scenario. God, I'm, I'm terrible this week, you guys. <laughs> <No>. Juju. <laughs> that's okay. I, I, we, we can allow two, two holds in one city. That's, that's all right. <laughs> no, it's definitely Juju hold, James Conner sell, and James Washington buy. I'm going to defer to what Ryan said as well. Juju's my buy, even though he's in the top 10. I'm selling Connor for the same reasons both of you elaborated on, and I guess that makes Washington my hold. Interesting, though, Connor comes in at 18 in this ADP. If you dig a little bit deeper to find these other running backs, Jalen Samuels at 128, and then our guy Benny Snell, or I guess, Ryan, your guy, Benny Snell, at 180. If you're choosing buys in that Pittsburgh offense, those seem like two that that seem seem all right to me. Uh, cheap price tag and certainly the opportunity to have uh, have a chance in that backfield in a good offense in Pittsburgh. Let's go. I mean, I mean, you, I mean, you guys. Tra, tra, John, James Conner is going ahead of Travis Kelsey, Amari Cooper, Dalvin Cook, Stephon Diggs, Keenan Allen. Like that, that's just crazy to me. Like I would rather have all of those guys over him. And you can keep going on down that list for sure. Let's go to another uh, strong offense, I guess. Uh, head to Cleveland, Matt. Odell Beckham Jr. comes in at 6 overall. Nick Chubb at 16. Then Jarvis Landry at 60 overall. What are your thoughts on this Browns offense, or at least these three guys, and, and who are you buying in this group? I'm definitely buying Odell here at six overall. I think he's 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 pretty locked in as my 101 at this point. So if I can get him for a slight discount, I'm going to go ahead and buy him there. I'm very very excited, like everybody else is, about this offense. Nick Chubb kind of screams hold to me a little bit. 
Uh, price is a little bit expensive, but again, good offense. You want a good running back in that. Uh, the, the receptions are a little bit scary if Kareem Hunt uh, survives this latest news cycle that's happening with him. And if Duke Johnson doesn't get involved, the offense or does get involved, the offense, then it doesn't seem like there's a lot of receptions for Chubb there. And this really hurts me, you guys, but Jarvis Landry, I've been a fan his entire career, but I think he's, it's, he's the sell now. I really do. Uh, some, just some few numbers on him. 2015 to 2017 in Miami, he averaged about 9.5 targets a game and 6.6 receptions per game. In 2018 with the Browns, slight, just a slight dip in terms of targets per game at 9.3, but he had a career-low 81 receptions and just 5.1 receptions per game. And now we're adding Odell Beckham Jr. So... I think this is a turning point for Landry's value. I know he has been, uh, you know, decreasing slightly over the past year or so, and especially since Odell has. But this might be your last time to really get any value out of him, and that that really hurts me in terms of how how much I love Jarvis Landry. But I think he's the obvious sell here. I like that idea. I think Landry, uh, even though his ADP has been steadily dropping, he he still carries some name value. So I, th- I think you could get a decent return if you're shopping him. Uh, I, I struggle on on the the buy and hold for for Beckham and Chubb. Of course, want both of those guys on my roster, but I, I, honestly, I think at six and sixteen, uh, respectively, I think they're both appropriately priced right now. Uh, if if I have to do it, I'll, I'll agree with Matt and call uh, call Beckham the buy and Chubb the hold. I had the same reservations. I had a hard time choosing as well, and landed with Chubb being the buy simply because he's a little bit cheaper. Uh, if I may, I, I, I'd like to revisit, Matt, the Jarvis-Landry uh, conversation you started there. And simply saying that, or pointing out, I guess, that Landry, and you mentioned it there, he didn't have Odell Beckham Jr. there. He didn't have somebody else to pull away that coverage. And there, I think in the range of outcomes for Jarvis-Landry in 2019, we have to at least... Uh, recognize that there there could be a jump in activity for him and, and fantasy points and receptions and all those things simply because Beckham is going to demand that kind of coverage, the number one guy, and maybe even double coverage along with that number one guy. That seems to look to me like there's going to be room on the inside for Landry to make a little bit of noise. I could be wrong on that. He's still my sell among these three. But I'm not I'm not jumping the gun to sell Jarvis Landry. I'd like to see what kind of impact he can make with an elite number one receiver on the outside across from him. Yeah, it's true. If his efficiency goes up, then I think there's a chance. Um, I think the other thing you have to think about, though, is that he's never really been a touchdown guy except for that 2017 season, I think, when he had nine. The rest of the time he had four or five, I believe. And now in this offense, I just don't know where, where are those touchdowns coming from. He's not going to break a long touchdown. They're going to go to OBJ, right? Uh, he's not probably going to score in close because he's going to go to the running backs. And in the middle of the field, uh, you have the big target in Joku. So uh, it, I guess if he hits four and somehow still manages, uh, you know, 90, 90 receptions, which seems like a stretch. You know, he wasn't able to do it last year. Maybe he can with, like you said, with the coverage pulled away. I just, I just feel like it's going to be a little bit of a down year for Landry, and then maybe you can buy at a value next year. Good points for sure. The last team in the AFC North that we have to talk about is the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Mixon comes in with a 10 overall ADP. Uh, AJ Green at 37 and then Tyler Boyd at 58. What are your, our thoughts here, guys? I'm wondering, first of all, Joe Mixon now 
regularly in that top 10. A.J. Green slipping into the fourth round now in our ADP. And then Tyler Boyd slowly but surely moving up because of the age uh, and his productive year last year. I had a, I had a tough time with this one again. I, I ended up with Mixon as my cell. I think what's happened, I think there's a little Todd Gurley effect here. So there was the big five running backs, and and we all know that Todd Gurley has lost some value with the concerns about his injury. And I think there's some kind of underlying feeling that we have to find that replacement and that Joe Mixon is somehow the best candidate for that. So if you, I think if you look at the past two or three months of ADP, you'll see Gurley obviously dropping, but Joe Mixon rising for really no reason unless you're just really excited about about Zach Taylor as, as the coach there. Um, we saw that the Bengals spent their first-round pick on uh, on an offensive lineman who's now out for the year, so uh, it looked like maybe the situation was going to get a little better for Mixon, and, and now it's not. So um, as a first-rounder, I'm calling Mixon a sell, A.J. Green a hold. I, I want to sell him, but I'm going to wait until – uh, until October to do that, and that makes Tyler Boyd uh, the buy here. Uh, it, I think you said 58 overall, Dan. Yeah, I, I generally agree with you, Ryan. I just I've never I never been into Boyd, and I'm not. I, I don't know what I know. He did it with a healthy AJ Green. I just don't think he's necessarily the the real. I, we're not calling him elite there at, at six to at 58 overall, but I just I don't know. It feels really high for him. But you make good points on the other end. Like, I'm not ready to put Mixon in the first round. I do think he's going to have a really good season. He's only 22. I guess he's going to be 23 when the season starts. So he's a young running back, and you want that. But the first round price is, is too hard to stomach. And, yeah, A.J. Green, you can't get what you need to and trade for him. So he's the obvious hold. I really struggle with classifying Boyd as a buy, but in this scenario, I guess he's, he's that for me too. Yeah, and I fall in the same camp as you guys. Uh, I, I had a, a little bit harder time, though, fellas, making Mixon the sell simply because I love his talent and love the love the upside. I, I don't think he's come close to what he offers an offense. And with that new coaching staff and what we kind of expect from that the coaching tree that he falls out of, it really feels like there is another level for maybe Joe Mixon to find. I'm not sure that's going to happen. With that all said, he still had to be the sell simply because he's in the top 10, and and we haven't seen that, at least consistently, from Joe Mixon. That puts an end to the AFC North, Matt. Let's go to the AFC South, where there's an obvious buy with the Texans with DeAndre Hopkins at 5, right? The other guys, (laughs) Deshaun Watson at 56, and Will Fuller at 71. You make jokes, but I I kind of think he is based on this group because I want I, I'm on record as not being a Will Fuller fan. I cannot. I mean, that price I guess is pretty reasonable, but I still if if I can find the the person in my league that loves him, I'm going to go ahead and go ahead and, and get rid of Will Fuller for for around that price if I can get that, and I think I can. So I guess Hopkins is my buy despite the the high price. Uh, I still think he's going to be elite for several more years. Really, just kind of in the middle of his prime. Uh, and Watson in a one quarterback league, I mean, I don't think you're going to do much better than that. And you're certainly not going to 
really get much out of him. You might get a late first round pick, I guess, if you want to move on from him. But I don't really think you're going to get a super valuable asset in return for Watson in a in a one quarterback league. So I'll have him as my hold. And for the record, Matt, I was not joking. Hopkins is the obvious okay, guy. Good. I, I feel <laughs> towards Hopkins, just like Ryan does towards Juju Smith, Schuster. Yeah. Let's see Ryan's thoughts on Nuke. Uh, I, I disagree. <laughs> I don't think he's an obvious buy. Um, he, he is the wide receiver one at five overall. And just looking at, at some of the others below him, um, and, and it's all wide receivers below him in our ADP, Beckham, Adams, Michael Thomas, and Juju right behind him at five. So I just think that tier's big enough that if I can move to one of those guys and get anything else, uh, I think I would consider doing that. I I don't think at all he's he's a you know a must sell or sell at all cost type of guy. I, I want uh, want Nuke on my roster. Probably not willing to pay what it's going to cost to get him in trade. If you look at those guys, he's the oldest one of those five. So if I'm going shopping for an elite top tier receiver, I'm going to start with Juju. Uh, and then I'm, I'm probably going to look at the other three guys before Hopkins, honestly. Uh, I, I guess reluctantly that makes Will Fuller my buy at 71. We have seen, uh, honestly, we've seen him play at an elite level when healthy, and, and that's going to be, that's always the caveat with him. So uh, I, I want to see that over longer stretches of the season, and, and obviously if he does that, he'll be, uh, he'll be a huge value. And then, uh, of course, Watson is the hold. Um, not not willing to pay what it takes to get a, a top five quarterback. If he's on my roster, I'm I'm happy and I'm holding him. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna make Hopkins my buy and Fuller my sell for all the reasons that Matt mentioned there. And some of what you said there, Ryan, he simply can't stay healthy. He's not a trustworthy player. A guy you can count on for anything close to a 16 game schedule that makes Watson the hold just like you. If he's on my team, I'm thrilled. I'm not going to pay what it takes to get him. However, the, the true buy in this offense is Kiki cutie. I'm telling you, yep. this guy is going to 94 overall right now. I think you can get him for a mid second. And in, in most cases, unless the, unless I'm wrong about that, but I've been able to buy him for mid second this, this off season. And I, I really think that he's going to, he's going to really take off this year. Okay, let's go to the Indianapolis Colts, Matt. Uh, I'd love to, love to hear your thoughts on the three that were actually were, were scheduled to talk <laughs> about here. No, I'm just kidding. It's T.Y. Hilton at 33, Marlon Mack at 34, and Andrew Luck at 62. Matt, what are your thoughts on these three? Yeah, this one's pretty easy for me. I think uh, Luck is the obvious hold for the same reasons as Watson. You're just not going to get... I just think you're not going to get a very valuable piece for him in a one quarterback league. Uh, Marlon Mack, I, I I really do like him, and, but his 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 value has really started creeping up there. People have definitely caught on to to him, especially post draft when they didn't really add any running backs there. Um, Spencer Ware obviously still there. Naheem Hines, uh, Naheem Hines is not who we're talking about, but I have some takes on him on Twitter maybe later. Um, <laughs> T. No, Elton, feel free. I think it's still free good to add what you need. <laughs> I was kidding. Uh, well, no. So you want me to or not? Uh, Hilton is the easy buy for me here. I, I think that uh, he's getting a little disrespect. I mean, one spot above Marlon Mack, that doesn't make sense to me. I'd way rather have T.Y. Hilton there. So uh, buy Hilton, sell Mack, and hold luck. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree with those labels. It's it's really embarrassing that 
Marlon Mack as a third rounder in our ADP. We should just we should delete this month of ADP, get, <laughs> strike it from the record. Uh, there's no way you're getting third round value for him in a trade uh, going ahead of Kenny Galladay, DJ Moore, AJ yeah. Green. Uh, this it, it's ridiculous. No, no way. Mac is if those prices are accurate. Mac is the easy sell. Hold luck. Buy. I guess buy. Really, Hilton is a hold for me too. But buy Hilton now. Sell him in November. Yeah, this the sell Mac is really misleading because it, it, for those of you that have listened uh, over the last year and a half, I've been a Mac supporter and have added Mac on many teams. And I can't sell him for anything close. I, I've regularly found guys below him in ADP and offered straight-up swats. And, and sometimes as far as 12, 15, 20 spots lower with no luck. So we can call Marlon Mack the sell here. But I think you need to think about uh, ADP in the 50s or 60s when you're looking at return when it when it comes to trying to get rid of Mac and, and finding somebody else to fit in in that slot on your roster. Agreed on Hilton and Luck as well. Yeah, I think the, AD, the ADP of, of 34 makes him the obvious sell, but uh, if his ADP was in the 50s, he would still be a sell for me, honestly. Right, um, and some of those offers that I made were for guys like Evan Ingram, who is in the 50s. Uh, I tried a, a straight up for uh, Cooper Cup, who I believe was in the 50s. I reached as far as like DK Metcalf and and some of these rookies that are in the mid to late first round and, and was striking out on those as well. So uh, I, I don't have, I just found DK Metcalf. He's at 65. So just... I know a lot of dynasty owners, and we preach this regularly, like to look at ADP when it comes to that. I do the same thing. But to suggest that that, that's the end-all, be-all is obviously ludicrous because when it comes to Marlon Mack, you're not getting anything close to what his ADP suggests. Uh, Let's go over to the Tennessee Titans, Ryan. This one's an interesting team and, and maybe could go back and forth just a little bit. We have Derrick Henry at 40. Corey Davis at 57 and AJ Brown all the way down at 69. I think there's an obvious buy here, Ryan. Who's the sell in the hold though? Yeah. The obvious buy is the, the Titans wide receiver one, AJ Brown at 69. (laughs) That's the easy one that makes for me, Corey Davis, the hold Uh, there. We've seen his value drop. I think there are some fair concerns about him and about that passing offense in general. But just as I've said about AJ Brown on here, uh, in, in past episodes, I think in 2019, we're either going to see a much better Marcus Mariota and, and the passing offense is going to be fine, or we're going to see Marcus Mariota replaced uh, by the time 2020 rolls around and these two young receivers can thrive. So Corey Davis is my hold. Derrick Henry at 40 overall is is an easy sell. I really want to sell all three of them, to be honest with you, because oh, wow. I, I I really think that the opposite's going to hold, hold true with Mariota, and he like well, what, well, I guess not the opposite. What you just said is he's going to tank, and they're going to replace him, and that means these guys are going to have a bad season. They're going to be cheaper next year. Um, but for the purpose of this exercise, I completely agree with Ryan. Uh, Brown is the buy, Davis is the hold, and Henry is the easy sell for me. I concur. So it's a clean sweep, but I I, I think it's an easy buy for AJ Brown. I love that. 
at ADP outside the top 65. Let's go to the Jaguars, guys. Uh, Matt, you can kick us off here. Only one top 50 player, according to ADP. That's Leonard Fournette, who comes in at 31. Following him is D.D. Westbrook at 96. And then all the way down at 167, rookie Raquel Armstead. Thoughts on a buy, sell, and hold in Jacksonville, Matt? Yeah, I want to sell Fournette. Uh, I know he had that picture released of him slimming down, and Jacksonville seems like they're in a better place now, and they didn't really add anybody except for that rookie we're talking about, Armstead, there. But I, even at that price, I still I still think I want to sell him there. But th- isn't that crazy? Going back, 31, uh, Marlon Mack is 34. Leonard Fournette, who is the 101 in a lot of rookie drafts and, and still probably way more valuable than Mack, just seems crazy, three spots ahead. Um, but anyway, Fournette's still going to be my sell here. Armstead will be my hold. Uh, I, I like. I, I guess I, I don't like Fournette, so I should really like Armstead. But he, he's still. I, I, I don't know. I'm not willing to really put a whole lot of eggs in that basket either. So Westbrook is going to be my buy. I really think he's going to have a chance to break out this year with Foles. I think he's the best wide receiver there by by a decent amount. Um, so sell Fournette and buy Westbrook and hold Armstead. We differ on this one. I I really like the discount that we are getting on Leonard Fournette. Um, we we know about the negatives that that comes along with him uh, that we've seen the past couple years, whether it's injury or, or he had uh, had some suspensions and, or a suspension. And I guess if we're to believe those late season reports nearly was cut after, after that week 17 issue. But uh, regardless, all of that has, has given him that, uh, that third round ADP, which I think is uh, pretty more than reasonable for him. Dede Westbrook is my sell. I agree with you. He's, he's probably the best wide receiver on that team. I'm just not sure that that matters too much with that passing offense. If I can get top 100 value for him, I am doing that. Uh, I'm I'm not sure what to make of Armstead, honestly. Uh, but but I think he's at 167 overall. He's a reasonable uh, and and cheap backup plan for Fournette. So I'll make him the hold if I have him. Uh, I'm going to flip those two around. I'm, I'm going to make Fournette the hold. I really wish I could just hold all three of them. It seems like a reasonable price yeah. for, for all of them to me. I like Fournette just like you do, Ryan, at that ADP. In fact, I could see myself in the third round in any draft, any startup draft, feeling like Fournette is the best player on the board and, and the best guy to build my team around, particularly if he's the third guy on my roster rather than the first or the second. So I'll hold Fournette. I guess that makes Westbrook my sell as well. Although I, I agree with you guys that there, there is some upside there for sure. And uh, that would make Armstead my buy just because he's so cheap. Uh, He's a regular guy that I'm looking at in the late third round of rookie drafts right now. That puts a bow on the AFC South guys. Let's go to the AFC West. Ryan, we'll start with you. The Chiefs have three players in the top 42. They are Travis Kelsey at 19, Patrick Mahomes at 25, and Damian Williams comes in all the way up there at 42. I think there's an obvious sell here, Ryan. What about the other two? Yeah, I think if we're if we're just strictly relying on this ADP as our data point for this exercise, then Damian Williams is the sell. We've talked about him quite a bit uh, this entire offseason. I don't think you're getting uh, 42 overall value for him in trade, but if you do, then take it. Uh, Kelsey and Mahomes, both interesting on in those onesies, onesie positions at tight end and quarterback. 
Uh, honestly, I think they're both a little overvalued at 19 and 25 overall. So really, uh, this is crazy to think about with the, the Chiefs offense that we we love so much from last season. But in a way, I feel like all three of these guys are, are sales. Uh, for this, I'll, I'll call both Kelsey and Mahomes holds. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Ryan. I, I kind of want to sell them all, but Williams is the screaming one. I just I see people paying late first for him, and I just I just I just can't. Like maybe at like a mid to late second, I might be in on, on buying that, but I just can't spend a first round pick on a 27 year old running back uh, that that has really only had five games uh, of production in his career. So um, Kelsey, man, I guess he has to be. I guess he has to be the buy, but it doesn't feel good. But I'm certainly not paying that price for a quarterback at Mahomes. Um, and there's a, there's a small part of me that kind of wants to sell Mahomes because unlike unlike Luck and Deshaun Watson, I do think you might be able to get a nice piece from Mahomes just coming off that big season. So uh, can I, I? I'm going to echo what Ryan said. I'm going to I'm going to cop out and say both Kelsey and Mahomes are holds, uh, but uh, and Williams is easy sell. This was my favorite team to prepare for, guys, because. I think there is an avenue to call all three of these guys a buy, a sell, and a hold. There there are teams out there that are going to buy Damian Williams because the guy that owns him is, is maybe not a contender and can't get what he wants and finally settles on an offer that, that maybe is that mid to late second. So maybe you do buy him there. Maybe you probably all want to sell them, and then if you're a contender, you're holding. We've preached that for weeks. The same rings true for... For Kelsey, who could be a buy for for the right team and a sell for for another, and then Mahomes, like you said, Matt, um, there there are people that are freaks for Mahomes and willing to overpay. He's the one quarterback that even in single quarterback leagues can bring a hefty almost ransom because everybody wants him on their roster, and and those numbers that he put up a year ago. Uh, suggest that he should be worth a lot. So I, I think there's probably, like I said, an avenue to, to find a buy, a sell, and a hold with each one of these. If I have to choose, I'm, I'm going to do the same thing you guys did. Damian Williams is the obvious sell, I guess. Uh, I'm going to hold Mahomes, and I'll sell Kelsey because just looking at it in a vacuum, you should get the most for him. Yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking – I'm stuck on Patrick Mahomes, honestly. I mean, this is a guy who – Last season, in his first season start starting, he put up the top fantasy quarterback season ever. That was that was the number one fantasy season ever from a quarterback. And fantasy players, and and I do it too. You guys probably do it. We all do it because it's it's I don't know human nature or something, I guess. But we expect whatever happened last season to happen again. And and obviously that that never happens. <laughs> so you can't. I mean, last season is going to be Patrick Mahomes' career year. It just yeah. it is. There's he's not going to have a better fantasy season than that. There's I I can't believe that he ever will, even if he starts for 15 more years. Uh, he's his ADP is 25 overall. That's the highest we've seen from a quarterback probably in uh, I don't know in three or four years. That that would be a good one to to look up and double check. You compare him to Watson. He's 30 spots ahead of Watson. He's 35 spots ahead of Luck. I, I'm moving Mahomes to a sell. Can can we play a quick game real quick? If he if knowing <laughs> knowing what we know about Patrick Mahomes and when what he did last year. What? Where would you draft him amongst rookies this year in in uh, in one quarterback leagues? Oh, man, that's a good oh. question to spring on people without top any five. Thought. That's why it's fun, Dan. 
Well, let's just go down the line. Would you take him over? Would you take him over Josh Jacobs? No. Would you take him over Nikhil Harry? No. Take him over Miles Sanders? No. Take him over David Montgomery? No. I think, uh, I think you six. guys' is five is A.J. Brown, so I'd take him over Brown, I think. I think I'd take him over Brown. So that's where he right. slots in. Five? Ryan? So, I, I, so, yeah. Yeah. But A.J. Brown's ADB is 69. Mahomes it's is 25. <laughs> it's true. It's hard to wrap your head around, really. I don't know I don't know why yeah. it's happening. It, all it takes is one fanboy to overdraft draft Mahomes, though. And I... I sh- don't take that as a negative. It's not a fanboy thing. No, but that's where he, that's where he's going in real leagues, though. You look at yeah. you look at trades that have happened. Uh, I've I've got some here. He was traded for Dak Prescott and a twenty twenty first. He was traded for Matt Ryan, Chris Godwin, and a twenty twenty second. He was traded for uh, Calvin Ridley, Tyler Boyd, and Josh Allen. He was oh my goodness! For, he was traded deal. for Carson Wentz, Robert Woods, OJ Howard, and a first rounder. Those are all one quarterback leagues. I think so, the, the thing that I go back to, and, and our ADP is excellent, of course, but if you look at the range of, of where he was selected, he went as high as 13th overall in one oh in one draft God. in a single quarterback league, and then as low as 30 in a couple of others, a 27, a 29, and then a 16. So maybe he's one of those guys, like I said, that it just takes one in a draft. And I'd love to see what his auction value, average auction value is, because that takes two owners to, to set that, something like that. Obviously, we don't have that at our fingertips. But he, he's a really interesting case study because of that elite, unbelievably elite first season under center. Would you guys be selling him in a Superflex, too? Two overall in Superflex ADP for June. That seems like a reasonable price to pay for him in a Superflex. I think it's a tougher sell, but uh, I'm, if I'm getting a quarterback, uh, some of these guys we're talking about, he's he's still greatly valued ahead of uh, uh, ahead of Watson, Luck, and these other guys. So if I'm getting one of those and something else, I'm I'm considering it, but definitely not as as clear of a sell for me. I I I'm surprised he's two, man. I, 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 I'd have a hard time taking Saquon Barkley over Patrick Mahomes in a startup Superflex League. Yeah. With that, we spent more time on a quarterback than any other player, (laughs) which is rare for the DLF Dynasty podcast for sure. Let's go to the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Three interesting names here for sure. I think, Matt, it's your turn to go first. We'll go with Melvin Gordon at 14, Keenan Allen at 23 overall, according to DLF ADP. And then Mike Williams at 49. Who's your buy? Who's your sell? And who is your hold for the Chargers? This one is pretty easy for me. I'm a, I'm a Keenan Allen guy, so I still think he's the true wide receiver one there, despite Mike Williams' ridiculous efficiency. And I don't have the numbers from me, but I think it was, was it 10 touchdowns on like 70 targets or something last year, something like that. So I think, I think the hype for Williams is growing. I think people really like him. They're starting to put him in that same tier with like Godwin and – I guess up, or up towards Calvin Ridley and stuff like that. I guess maybe not quite in terms of their ADP number, but in terms of trade value, I think he's right there with those guys. So uh, I wouldn't mind swapping him for, for, for either of those guys, to be honest with you, and, and maybe a couple of guys are a little bit ahead, maybe throw in a third to, to get bump up a little bit. Um, uh, and Gordon, I think, is 
the is the ultimate hold in this scenario. Unless you just think that he's going to fall off a cliff uh, next year or not get re-signed by the Chargers or whatever. I, I just I see, it still seems like despite everything that Melvin Gordon has done that he still kind of gets slighted a little bit in terms of trade value. So hold for Gordon buy. I'm still buying Allen and I'm going to sell Mike Williams. It's another one we differ on a little bit. I do agree. Keenan Allen at the end of the second uh, has has plenty of room to grow. I, I find myself in mocks and uh, and in other drafts considering him in the early second round. So that's uh, even though we're talking about the same round, that's a pretty significant difference when you're looking at the the player groups. Melvin Gordon, I think the the injuries are starting to become more of a concern for me. Uh, 14 overall, I think he's also getting a little Todd Gurley bump. Uh, moving up by default. So he is my sell at 14. Mike Williams is my hold. Uh, I mentioned this on another podcast recently. Looking at his touchdown production from last year, 33% of his fantasy points last year came on the touchdown, which is, uh, a, I guess it can be promising or it can be a little scary, depending on how you, how you project his 2019 season. 66 targets, 43 receptions, 10 touchdowns. That's like Chris Chris Bowringer. Or was it Mark Bowringer? Mark, Mark Bowringer. Mark Bowringer. That's like that level of efficiency. So, yeah, I just – I can't. I You know, when I see these ADPs, I, I see Gordon at 14 and Allen at 23. It feels like those two should be flipped to me. That that seems like the order I would, yeah. I would probably uh, put them if I was going to make a list of the top 25 players, that the guys that I covet, uh, for all the reasons that Ryan mentioned. So Gordon's my sell, and I've been a big Gordon fan for a long time. Uh, Allen's going to be my buy, and Williams, who I also like very much. And I believe in the in the high flying playmaking uh, red zone threat. I don't believe in that efficiency, of course, but I believe that there's a happy medium somewhere in there. So he's my hold. I think there is room to grow as well with Mike Williams. Let's go to the Denver Broncos. A couple guys that have some room to grow, at least uh, according to ADP. Philip Lindsay at 64 is the high, most highly coveted Bronco. Cortland Sutton comes in at number 70, and then a few spots below Noah Fant at 89. Ryan, who? what are your thoughts here? You have a buy, a sell, and a hold for the Broncos? I do. Uh, Noah Fant, I think, is the easy buy. We're going to see a lot of these rookies uh, increase in ADP. Again, what, really, whether they play well or not. Um, I, I've studied this, and you you have to be really, really bad in your rookie season to lose some major ADP. We, we saw it with Ronald Jones, uh, and he was, he was really bad. But uh, if you just have an average season, you're going to gain value. So Noah Fant is my buy for sure. Philip Lindsay is the, the easy sell, in my opinion. And Cortland Sutton is the hold, hoping for a better performance from him. Yeah, I, I think I, I agree with you completely there. I, I, for a second, I thought about maybe selling Sutton and, and holding Lindsey, uh, but I'm, I'm not the biggest Sutton fan. But but Lindsey, I think is with 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 his wrist injury injury still not 100 percent healthy, may not be ready for the start of training camp. It's going to give Royce Freeman a, a chance to get a foothold there. So I'll, I'll just agree with Ryan here. I'm going to agree as well, but I had the same reservations, Matt. I, I kind of wanted to. Wanted to hold Lindsay as well. I'm, I've never been the biggest Cortland Sutton fan, 
uh, and certainly wouldn't suggest buying him just yet. I, I would want to see some good news from him. Uh, at 70, I would imagine his ADP has held pretty steady since he was drafted into the NFL, or or at least since this time last year. Uh, so that that makes me think that a lot of dynasty owners, Ryan, are holding on to Cortland Sutton and, and hoping that he kind of turns the corner in Denver. They are. I mentioned some of the rookie ADP from wide receivers uh, earlier in the episode, and uh, Cortland Sutton was one of the ones I checked out last June. He was the wide receiver 33 overall, and this June he is still the wide receiver 33 overall. So uh, I would say that last year, uh, given the opportunity he had with the injuries and the trade of Demarius Thomas, I think it's fair to say he had a disappointing rookie season and his value is still holding steady. So uh, he he doesn't have another mulligan season in him. For him to maintain this value, he needs uh, he needs to perform. Yeah, and that's what made me feel like there was a chance that Lindsey could be the hold in this group because he was the guy who drastically outperformed what what dynasty owners expected out of him as a rookie. Whereas, like you said, Sutton was a bit of a disappointment for sure. So we'll see how that shakes out. And there is, like I said, room to grow for all the all of these guys. But I think more more pressures on Sutton than really anybody else there in Denver, at least of this group uh, of three players for the Broncos. Uh, final team we're going to cover today, fellas, is the Oakland Raiders. Antonio Brown comes in at 24 overall in DLF ADP. Josh Jacobs right behind him at 27. And then we got to go all the way down, Matt, to 160 to find Terrell Williams. So who's your buy, who's your sell, and who's your hold in Oakland? This one is another one of those weird ones. It's kind of tough. Uh, I'm going to buy Tyrell just because he's so cheap, and I I really liked him for the Chargers. You know, maybe there's an opportunity there with Brown. Drawing coverage just like Keenan Allen did for him. Um, You know, I I have a question. I question Carr's ability to really take advantage of his deep speed and and, and long game. Um, So that's an issue, I think. But I don't think I I can – I can't buy Brown. I think he's going to have a great 2019, but after that, I think it's really up in the air. So he's going to be a target monster this year. So I guess if you're contending and can get him at a little bit of a discount there for, for, for a guy that's probably going to see, you know, push 160, 170, maybe 180 targets, then that's an easy buy as a contender if you can get him for a discount. But I'm not willing to pay that price. Uh, and then uh, J- Josh Jacobs, I guess that makes him my hold. Uh, it feels weird, weird to say I'm going to hold Josh Jacobs, the, the, the 101 in rookie drafts right now. But I think that's the way it's going to work out. Hmm. I took kind of a different look at things, Ryan. What do you think? Um, I had trouble with this one as well. I, I definitely want to sell AB at some point uh, very soon. But the same thing we've mentioned with... With A.J. Green and some of the others, uh, I think you're going to get better value for him uh, during the season. If you can sell him uh, if you can sell him now and get a nice return, I would do that. I'm fine with buying Tyrell Williams, uh, given the price tag, which is, which is almost nothing. But I want to buy Jacobs, too. I, I think early third round, I think he has a really good chance to, uh, to outperform that ADP and to gain value. Uh, he, he's a guy I might consider selling uh, this time next offseason, though. 
It, yeah, yeah, that's kind of where I was going. It seemed like Josh Jacobs was screaming by for me, even if it's that short term by and, and Brown really feels to me like the hold, especially if you're that contender and wanting to uh, hold on to the guy that that can win you a title this year, which means Terrell Williams, who, who doesn't have a whole lot of value, would be my sell it, or maybe drop in this case because I doubt you're selling him for much. Uh, maybe a throw-in on another trade or another, a different deal that you do with another owner. I'm not really sure w- what the right way to go is, but it really feels to me that Jacob should be the buy. So with that, we are going to call it a podcast, gentlemen. Uh, that does it for this episode of the DLF Dynasty Podcast. For Matt and Ryan, I'm Dan. Thanks for listening to the DLF Dynasty Podcast. We'll catch you again next week for the NFC version of Buy, Sell, and Hold.